Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. With Ian Rod B rolls on. We'll be at the bottom of the hour. We'll be at our halfway points. So we'll go out the turn. How about the uh, golf phenom prodigy stealing the thunder over the weekend? Plenty of it. Also, uh, playoff time, Rod. Playoffs. Somebody on the text line took issue with me. My analysis of Josh Allen last hour. Look, I mean, this is the time of year where your performance in the clutch moments are what matter, right? Somebody said, well, he played awesome. Did you see him in the first half? And they, I mean, look, Josh Allen led the Bills to seven second half points and zero in the fourth. In the playoffs, that's what you're going to be judged on. I mean, and it's not all him. I'm not saying the kicker missed a kick. But he had opportunities uh, at home uh, to rise up and take his team into the end zone. And I was not uh, real happy with his decision-making on that final drive that led to the field goal. How about this, Rod? Jordan Love, as good as he was, first six possessions against the Niners, 15 of 22, 168 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, passer rating of 120.3. Final four possessions, six for 12, 30 yards, no touchdowns, two picks, quarterback rating of 16. Yeah. So this is that time of year, y'all. This is the playoffs. I mean, look at Purdy. He was terrible. Terrible. The whole damn game. And then for a game-winning drive scenario, he was able to pull out, uh, you know, a game-winning drive. And he did it. I I was – I had no faith at all. I was like, there's no damn way the way this dude looks, he's going to be able to do it. He was missing people. He couldn't grip the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Which if you're a coach and you're trying to call plays and your quarterback can't grip a ball in a rain in the training, what are you going to do? That's what a game when he drives. That that's when – yeah, small hands. That's when it matters. Small hands, Usually yeah. it's not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'll admit Brock Purdy made – you know, he made a fool out of me because I, I told my wife, there's no way. There's no way this dude's going to do it. He hadn't looked great all year, all season. Uh, sorry, all season in that situation because he hadn't been in that situation a lot. Well, because what was the number? Kyle Shanahan teams are 0-30 before that? That was their first one in that first win in that situation. Down five or more <laughs> yeah. into, the, into the fourth quarter, and they were 0-30. for 30. They won that one. Yeah. And, you know – you know, Kyle Shannon kind of wears that. It's your good buddy. But well, same he's time. a front runner. His, the way he's built this team is they get a lead, and then they just grind you, all right, because – their pass rush gets after you. Yeah, because you become predictable, because you become desperate, and then you get behind, and you got to throw the football. So, but if you can – you know, they are the Mike Tyson blueprint as well. Like, they – you know, if you can get them into the fourth quarter, into a competitive game in the fourth quarter with a lead or with them just within one score, you got a shot. Yes. You got a shot against San Fran. The problem is most teams don't get there. They don't. They they stretch the lead. They, but, they, <laughs> and, you know, the, I think Brock Purdy quieted a lot of doubters. Now, he created he doubt because he was rough, but when it mattered, he took them on a game-winning drive. Um, I and, know. <laughs> and Jordan Love, after being really good for most of the game, when the final, final four drives, when it really mattered, he was not good. Mm-hmm. And you give the Niners defense big props for stepping up. But, you know, the Chiefs are advancing because their defense, who allowed 17 first-half points, and Josh Allen was kind of going up and down the field. They couldn't stop the run. They were physical, just kind of pounding. Yeah. Um, you know, the Chiefs, they made adjustments. and they, yes, they did. They held them to seven points, and those seven points came in the third quarter. They didn't score a point in the fourth uh, in, a, in a winnable game. So, again, it's not to sit here and say that, that Josh Allen choked or wasn't, wasn't you know, was the, was the problem. But those are the moments where you, in this time of year, you have to rise up. You, you have to play your best. You elevate. You separate and elevate in those moments. And Patrick Mahomes, he has done. Honestly, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens did it. I mean, it was a 10-10 game at halftime. It was. And wait, and, and by the way, the Ravens were a team that as a front runner as well. Like they had outscored their opponents, I believe, in the first half by like a hundred and seventy something points. I mean, they were dominating teams early on, and then playing with that big lead. Remember, they 
Their only losses, most of most of their losses this season have been fourth quarter collapses <laughs> after having double digit leads, uh, multiple score leads. So to be in it with them at halftime, I thought, oh man, Texans got a nice game plan. And the game plan was good. We talked about it, but the adjustments the Ravens made and then Lamar Jackson, his performance after halftime, that separated. They elevated. Well, and he uh, he lit up his team in the in the, uh, his, at halftime. Big part and of it we'll too. We'll hear that again coming up. But you know, if you like up your team, you better perform, right? I mean, if you're gonna you know say it, you got to back it up. And he certainly did. And the Texans were on the receiving end of that bad boy. And I thought Jared Goff uh, for the second straight playoff game really rose up in the big moments when it was a close game, and everybody's nervous. And they go on two touchdown drives and go up twenty four seventeen, then thirty one seventeen. Uh, that's clutch. And again, whatever I mean, it's not to be overly critical. It's just this is what this is how legacies are created. This is how games are judged at this time of year. And look, you know, Dak Prescott has the this tag just like Josh Allen. Last two years before this collapse last Saturday, Sunday, you know, Dak and the Cowboys had the ball yep. in a in a in a game you can go win and get San Francisco one at home and one on the road. And in both instances, he wasn't able to take his team down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, those are. You know, is, is that unfair to judge a quarterback on that? If you're going to be among the elite, if you're going to be up there with Patrick Mahomes, right, and uh, yeah. these type of players and Tom Brady, you know, this is the conversation. And I thought, I thought in the biggest moment uh, of that game, Josh Allen came up small. Uh, he, he fumbled, which was yeah, lucky was to get back. Side. He was lucky to get that back. It was a great um, effort. The fumble was, was you know, you got to protect the ball in that spot if you're going to take big, off and man. run. And I just thought the, the, the second and third down play ahead of the field goal he didn't make good reads. He tried to force it down the field, and then when he had open receivers underneath, they, they had the clock in their favor. They had a chance to really take that game, win that game, in my opinion, and not even give Mahomes the ball back. Yep. Um, and, you know, he, he threw two incomplete passes that were not good throws, and in the end they settled for a 45-yard field goal on, on a windy night, and he missed it. He um, missed it. Yep. Like, to me, if I'm, if I'm, in a, if I'm Josh Allen, I'm, I'm not going to settle for a field goal. I'm going to take what they give me and milk this clock and get this ball in the end zone. Even if i got to run up my damn self when I get down there, I will. Which he can do. Which, you know, then all of a sudden you go from you're the hero. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling him the GOAT. I'm just saying I don't think he, he played big enough in that moment to, to get his team there. Jordan Love, same thing. That game was right there for the Packers. It's amazing. Uh, now, Jordan Love was in that, that situation for the first time. Josh Allen's been here many times. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point, right? They can't get past this, uh, this, right, this, this, this hurdle guy. right now. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is on a historic run. We haven't seen anything like this in all the sports. And it seems like it's just unfortunate bad luck <laughs> that Josh Allen ended up in that conference <laughs> against Patrick Mahomes in his prime. And you got to, that right now, that's your task if you're a Buffalo. You got to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. How do you do that? Now, it may end up coming down to it's just uh, natural attrition is why the run for the, the, the Chiefs will, in, it, at one point, inevitably, right, uh, it'll end. And maybe they're on the, cl- they're on the, uh, the cusp of that because we haven't seen anything like this since Brady. And I don't know how they can continue with this if Andy Reid retires, if there's been rumors and discussion about that. Pro Football Talk reported that he's discussed it. Um, there's been discussions about, you talked about, you brought up Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. might be done. Um, that he might end up hanging things up. I mean, those are two huge pieces. So I don't know how long it can last. So maybe Josh Allen can wait it out. Um, but right now, their number one task as an organization to figure out what are they lacking that is keeping them from beating the Chiefs in the playoffs in money time. Because right now you're talking about 3-0, and right? Kansas City versus the Bills in the playoffs. Three in the last four years they've beaten them. Yeah. So – there you go. I mean, that's that's what you got to figure out. That's, I guess to my point, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm overly critical of Josh Allen, but I just felt like in that moment, I, I was saying this, you know, to myself and watching the game, and out of the two-minute warning at the 30-some yard line, you're like, okay, you've got this game. Mm-hmm. This is the I mean we do the NBA with guys, right, who's taking over this game in these yep. moments. You know, NFL, who's going to step up and take over? This is your chance, Josh. You know, you get to punch your ticket. Pass at, Patrick at Mahomes home. at home with the ball, with timeouts, crowd behind you. Come up big here. Come up big, mm-hmm. and two incompletions later, and uh, they're punt, They're kicking a field goal. And I know it was, you know, the kicker's got to make the kick. Kicker's Tyler Bass said it after. He's got to make that kick. But you, you had the ball, and I. Uh, that's that's where legends are made. That really is. That's where you know legacies are created. In those moments, we've seen it over and over again from the best of the best. And I think Josh Allen's a really good player. But uh, those are the moments. And Dak Prescott in that same same role in my mind. And you know, Jordan Lovelace for one game came up small in the fourth quarter. But you know, if that becomes an ongoing conversation. 
Because let's also be fair, a couple years ago when Josh Allen outplayed Patrick Mahomes, but then they couldn't stop him for 13 seconds, right? That was on yeah. the defense. Yep. And, you know, so he, he has come up big at, at times. Mm. He beat Patrick Mahomes this season in the regular season, about uh, six weeks ago. But uh, that, was, that was quite a game. And, by the way, uh, to your point about your, Travis Kelsey, I mentioned earlier, Michelle Tafoye was the one, that, the former NBC sideline reporter. She reported before the game on, a, on an interview that she's hearing from sources that Travis Kelsey is ready to be done when the season is over. Mm. And that he's looking to the future, which everybody's going to talk about Taylor Swift at that point. But she said it's more that it sounds like there's a network out there, Rod, that wants to mimic what the Manning brothers are doing with the Kelsey brothers and and do a show during games. And, of course, the Manning thing's been very successful, and I'm sure they make a lot of money doing that. That's good. That maybe a Fox or an NBC or somebody who's got the NFL is going to say, hey – uh, Amazon, I don't know. I mean, somebody's throwing some money around. I never thought about that, but that's money. That's good. That's a and good idea. And if you're idea. Travis Kelsey, you're going, okay, I'm 35. I've already won a couple of Super Bowls. That's a good idea. Your we'll na- see what happens here. Your, My next your, career is already in front of me. Your name's never been hotter. No. Your, your, the Kelsey name, period, has never been hotter. And, you, and somebody's offering me what to do to sit and watch a game and Just talk about it as it happens? Them. Yeah. Because of the chemistry they've shown on their podcast that they do. Oh, it's great. So in mid-30s, you're kind of thinking – that's a soft landing. That's a good gig. That's a great gig. Do it in my basement, in my underwear. No, you're right about that. <laughs> I never thought I, I hadn't thought about that, but if they're going to do that style broadcast, oh, they would kill it. Yeah, it would they be would very well done. And, and obviously, it's a copycat league in on the field, but it's a copycat league in the broadcast booth too. Oh, of if, course, if someone's doing something that's working. working and advertisers like it, no doubt. I mean, there, I mean, there's so much product placement you can do, and you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot you can do with those shows, Rod. Uh, we did it with on Texas football during Texas games, and it was we had yeah. games where we had you know hundreds of thousands of people tuning in, you know people tens of thousands it. of people yeah. tuning in watching with us, which is you know people like they commentary wanna, about the game while they're watching it. Well, people want to socialize. That's why sports bars are connect, they yeah, do, right? Absolutely. People want nobody wants to watch a sporting event alone. You'd rather watch it with someone else. You want to talk and have comments, and it's a social agent. That's right. It's and a social agent. It's yeah. Connector. All right, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. Coming up, big news for Texas football. Let's get to the top stories and headlines too to start this hour. We know the final four is set, but let's get the other headlines of a Monday morning. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment in their brand-new location brings you the headlines. And, yeah, we know the Final Four is set in the NFL coming out of the divisional playoffs. Kansas City will travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, early game this coming Sunday. Then San Francisco will host Detroit in the NFC. Houston Texans' uh, upstart season comes to an end on Saturday against Baltimore. Uh, Texas football Longhorns posted a junior day recruiting event on Saturday. It's already paying dividends on the recruiting trail. On Saturday, Texas received a verbal commitment from 2026 Alito running back Racine Guillory Jr., Speedster, who's a sophomore, helped Alito win their 12th state title all-time. Then yesterday, a big pledge from 2025 Texarkana Pleasant Grove defensive lineman Lance Jackson, big-time athlete, 6'5 and 245, also plays tight end for that uh, Pleasant Grove team. Texas also welcomed another portal prospect to campus this weekend. Arizona Wildcat transfer defensive tackle Tia Iola Savea uh, visited for an official visit over the weekend. 6'4", 305, entered the portal on Friday following the departure of Arizona head coach Jed Fish to Washington. New Texas co-defensive coordinator linebacker Coach Johnny Nansen obviously has a close tie with Savea. Spent the last two seasons as his defensive coordinator at Arizona. Also served as Savea's primary recruiter when he came out of high school. College hoops, the absolute parody of the Big 12 Conference on full display this week. Texas Longhorns, course, blew that 16-point lead and lost to Central Florida that last Tuesday, 77-71. How about the turnaround they had on Saturday? They rebounding massively at the mood. They took down ninth-ranked Baylor, their first win over a top-10 team this year, 75-73. It happened on a coast-to-coast buzzer-beating layup by Ty Reese Hunter. What a nail-biter that was. Great finish, though. Longhorns get the big win. They'll play Oklahoma at Oklahoma tomorrow night. Also Saturday, the 11th-ranked Texas women secured another win. They went to Stillwater, took down Oklahoma State 77-66. Horror headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. What the hell is going on with Cowboys Twitter and Cowboys family members? Oh, I was going to mention out? that off the record, but yes, that was not a good Saturday for Dak Prescott. What is happening? Okay, yeah, so for those who have not heard. Or don't maybe subscribe to X. Yes, we don't yeah, hang out in the Twitterverse. Um, that's why we're here. Several Cowboys family members came out and had very uh, controversial things to say, criticizing the team and some of the players. So it was, it is, like I said, we got multiple accounts here. So first, CeeDee Lamb's mom. I'm not can't ma- make this up. Exactly. This is the Dallas Cowboys. You can't make this stuff up. CeeDee Lamb's mom took to social media 
to criticize Dak Prescott. For the, she was on Facebook. These are these snapshots. I'm sure by now she's taking it down, but it lives up there forever. So her name is uh, Lita Ramirez, and she tweeted out in all caps, Dak isn't it. And then we, we deserve better or something along and those then lines. the comments, because people started commenting with her and the comment was tell the young and to come to, to the home team. CJ would love him talking about CJ Stroud. Uh, she comments. CD is from Houston. Ish. Scenario. Ish. I wish he would. CJ is great. <laughs> so this is Mrs. Uh, CD Lamb's mama. Uh, and then she, she goes on to talk to someone else. She's uh, obviously in a conversation and on Facebook with some of these people commenting on her post. And then she says they need to get uh, rid of his blank, uh, his arse. Uh, if guys on the team that wants a ring, they work too hard. Uh, yeah. And then we had Michael Parsons' went, brother, right? And then she went on to say uh, someone else said um, Latisha, Latisha uh, Moden says, you know, I cause I I know damn well. Uh, Lil Cuz wants a ring. He works his butt off all year long. I think they're talking about CD. These they must be kinfolk here. Um, then uh, CD, CD's mom says, "Yes, he does, and he deserves better." Uh, and she went on to say, um, "Tell my Dak, nope, he don't want a ring." I don't know. What, like, I, I have no idea why she went on this Facebook rant. Okay, so you just brought up, and then see, in addition to <laughs> CD's mom going off, what I said, I don't know why CD's mom went off. Uh, Michael Parsons' brother, Terrence Parsons Jr., he had several <laughs> very controversial opinions about the Cowboys and the way they utilize Michael Parsons or uh, where they're misusing Michael Parsons. Um, he was commenting on a Pro Football Focus post that featured Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, and he said they're the highest-grade defenders from Saturday's game. And he said, quote, his quote tweet was, this is why Micah at linebacker first and second down with the option to rush the passer is what we will always need. And we pay him what he's worth regardless because we want to win championships. Uh, he also went on to say um, about the Cowboys. He said <laughs> um, when basically because him and him and um, also him and his brother have gone forth back and forth, but not in a bad way, but they just been talking um, on Twitter and Lance. Uh, yeah, this guy here, uh, his name is Terrence Parsons. He went on to say uh, about Michael Parsons. Literally, I have my own voice. I have said nothing to disrespect any player. Been a Cowboys fan since birth. I want nothing but the best for every person and player, uh, part of our organization, twisting my words to try to make clickbait. Um, he also uh, posted, uh, I can't wait because y'all are really clueless out here. Uh, the greatest crimes to this man is being done by his own organization. Y'all going to miss him when he gone. Um, and then have some emojis here. And that was Micah Parsons' brother, Terrence Saturday, Parsons right? Jr. This is all happening over the week. And then they're unrelated. They're not even talking to each other. These are, these are separate, the separate incidents, yeah, <laughs> different sides of the ball. And also, apparently, um, Dak Prescott's brother, Tad, he got in on this, too. Oh, yeah, he's been. Yeah, don't forget about Tad. Um, he says, Cowboys fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I want him out of Dallas, too. The city and organization have been great to he and our family, but done with drama and so-called fans. But he loves his team and wants to bring in rings. Um, he said, those who really follow me or know me knows I've never spoken badly about the Cowboys as an organization or a team. I've never spoken badly about a player on the team or the city of Dallas. It's the so-called fans I have an issue with. So he's getting into it with the fans. So, yeah, you got a lot going on. And it was also reported by Jane Slater. Yeah, I know. We got it's, it's a lot of drama. Um, Jane Slater actually is reporting that anonymous players – were criticizing Dak in one of her reports. According to NFL reporter Jane Slater, one player said Dak Prescott panics when he has to go through his progressions. There are also concerns about stubbornness from Mike McCarthy for not adapting the team's schemes. Another player said he was frustrated with a stubbornness to stick to schemes on both sides of the ball. Slater wrote this in Sports Illustrated, quote, motion offenses killing defenses and concerned that Dak panics when the first read is not there. All right, well, yes. that's drama, and uh, obviously there's frustration in Cowboy land, without a doubt. Everyone wow. understood how important this year was and where they're headed. And, you know, the Mike McCarthy news, you know, 
stay the course. As we said, Rod, I mean, as we said all last week, what, what are you selling now, Jerry? What's the, what's the, what's the, the, the plan moving forward? And stay the course was not going to resonate very well. Mm-mm. Stay the course was not going to be responded. I mean, had it been, no, Mike's not coming back and we're going to go after Bill Belichick, that would have at least played better. Was it going to solve the problem? I don't know. But saying we're keeping this coach in place and moving forward might have been the right move, but it wasn't going to play well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of what the frustration is that, oh, really? We're just going to keep doing what we're doing? Like we've been doing <laughs> with the same people? Um, that, that, that hasn't gone well. Definition but, of insanity. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I don't know. When, Twitter's a weird place. X is a weird place. Um, you know, I, I like keeping up with news there. And because, by the way, C.D. Land, that's funny that his mom did that because she – not funny, it's interesting. C.D. still has one of the great viral moments in social media history oh, on the awesome. night of draft night, yes. if you remember, when he was drafted by the Cowboys. He's got two cell phones, and he's on <laughs> one of them, and his really pretty girlfriend grabs the other and starts to look at it, and he grabs it without even looking down, like grabs it from her. It's like, you can't look at that. <laughs> it was such a smooth move. Great like, periphery vision. Great peripheral vision. Like he almost yeah. acted like – no, no. No, nah, you, you don't need to look at that. You can't look nope. at that. Nope. Boom. That was great. That was fantastic. That was a great piece yeah. of uh, – I knew it's it, just so smooth. We knew then he was going to be a great player. <laughs> we knew then he was a player player. Right? No, he just – and then he, she just looked at him, and he's like – Are they still together? I would like phone. to know. Are they still together? I don't know. I just – look, I, I – Not a chance not, together. Not, not a chance. <laughs> it's not surprising. And, that, uh, Ty, you're the Cowboys fan. I mean, you understand – I mean, I, I, was, I watched the game yesterday, the Lions game. Good, good buddy of mine here in the neighborhood is a big Lions fan, so he had some people over and we watched that game. But, you know, so they're also Cowboy fans, and they're – I mean, it's frustrating. And, and the, the, the plan to get it better is not – it's underwhelming, yeah, it to is. say the least. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, people are going to voice their displeasure. Uh, it's just going to happen, and some of them happen to be relatives of players. Yeah. Uh, Ty, where, where are you on this? This is so soap opera drama, but not surprising. Yeah, no, it's yeah. to be expected. Um, yeah. I, I think we're seeing a lot of frustration from the family members that, you know, general Cowboys fans like myself are feeling and have been feeling for years. So I, think I, that, I, I don't think it's very surprising at all. I no. think the frustration from the family members, though, um, I do think they're in some way, not probably entirely, but they are voicing some of the frustration of some of the, the people they are close to. Sure. Which is CD and Dak uh, and Michael Parsons. These are arguably the three most important <laughs> foundational pieces on your team, and their family members are speaking out probably because their family members have had discussions with them and heard their frustrations as well. So that would be the concern. Well, it's a frustrating team. There's no doubt about it. And I like mean, you I've said, the hope, this a long time. there's you, hopelessness. There, there, yes. It seems like it's a hopelessness that's well, set. Because I've always felt like Jerry, he's now 26, 27 years without being in the NFC Championship game. He sells hope. He does sell the hope. And uh, what he sold last week is not very hopeful because he's always been good at, okay, um, you know, sensing and reading the room. And, okay, we need to make a change. But he, he stuck with Jason Garrett 10 years. He did. 10 seasons, Ten Jason years. Garrett. Yeah. And, there was, and you, you talk about your five-year windows. <laughs> there was never any point where you felt like Jason Garrett, well, he did have the 13-win season in the – That 2014? The, the, yeah, the Dez. 2014 no catch, no season. Catching that was Bay. the only one, really. But, but, but yeah. if you go look at Jason Garrett's record, he would have a great season, then a terrible season. Mm-hmm. Then he'd have a great season, then he'd have a terrible season. Uh, he'd be on the hot seat. Then he'd have a good season. It was a roller coaster ride. At least Mike McCarthy has stabilized it, and I think that's what Jerry's looking at. Uh, plus, Jerry doesn't like to pay people not to be there. Um, he doesn't want to pay a guy not to work for him. And Mike McCarthy has one more year. So the report also came out over the weekend that he's not getting an extension. That's part of it, too. I think that, I think that led to a lot of those out, outcries, whatever, on social media. To, to, you lame-ducked your coach. You've lame-ducked you've lame so this coach. you bringing him back, but you're not giving him an extension. So which says, I don't trust him to lead you guys for the future. I don't have confidence in him. Yet, yeah, this is, this is your coach. Which is going to make it hard for Mike McCarthy in that locker room exactly. moving forward. Um, Come because on. they know he's lame duck. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the other part, I kept saying it last week, you know, I don't know how they fixed the $59.5 million cap hit, but at some time could you absorb it and move forward? I saw a couple of things over the weekend that one of the reasons Mike McCarthy was kept, you might have saw this too, is they want him to continue to work with Trey Lance. Yeah. But they like how they're progressing. I like that. And then maybe come summer, if they get a full summer where Mike McCarthy, who's seen as a developer of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, now Dak Prescott, can – you know, continue to work with Trey Lance, do they have something there? That's the, 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 yeah. Trey, Trey Lance was a third pick in the draft who they traded for. And now all of a sudden, okay, we're going to absorb this Dak mess. We're not going to extend him. And we're going to work towards Trey Lance being our future. Is there something there? I don't know. But that was, you know, again, people, you know, organizations use the media to leak things they want out there. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it was Jane Slater that, yeah, that put was. that out there that, uh, 
You know, they really like how he the, the relationship between Mike McCarthy and Lance and you know, maybe there's something there. So I love that idea. I, nobody's been more critical of the Cowboys' irresponsible organizational habit <laughs> of not drafting quarterbacks and the lack of quarterback development uh, and long term for the Cowboys. That would be, to me, a move that signals they really got a shift uh, in their organizational thought and mentality. If they would, if they're willing to do that, well, that, it really, that that's a, that's a smart move. You talk about, look at the circuitous route of all of these quarterbacks that we've seen in the playoffs. Baker Mayfield, former first-round pick. Jared Goff, sorry, from a number one, overall, number one overall pick. Jared Goff, former number one overall pick. I mean, nobody thought they'd be with their second teams, winning playoff games with a second team already. And Baker Mayfield's been on his fourth team. We're seeing more and more of these types of stories, these rehabilitation, resuscitation of uh, skill sets with quarterbacks, with other teams. I think that's a great idea. That's where the Cowboys are going. Loved it. But that would mean not extending Dak, which would mean you're going to have to figure out your cap for the next two years, and you're going to lose a lot of good players because he's a you know pretty pretty huge cap hit at this point. Uh, but how do you figure that out? But I think it would be the smart move. I really do. <laughs> you to take a year or two of pain to come out the other side with a higher ceiling quarterback if you've seen enough from Trey Lance. Because remember, when Trey Lance was drafted, he, he hadn't played much, right? He was just a prospect. You know, is he growing up? Is he growing into it like we've seen some of these QBs do? Um, you know, that that's at least a – you know, he was drafted third overall by a really smart organization for a reason. Exactly. And, you know, they traded him because they found Brock Purdy and they liked Sam Darnold as their backup. And so they got a, you know, a fourth-round pick from the Cowboys for it. But if that can translate into a future quarterback, um, then maybe they're not just staying in the course. They're staying in the course while trying to find the replacement, which I think is a smart way to go potentially. But uh, to the point of the, the, the drama on, on social media, I, I get it. You know, Cowboys fans are frustrated as hell. Mm-hmm. because they're having the same conversations we're having on this show all the time yeah. and have been for 30 years at this point. Pretty much. And, um, you know, it, it, the owner's trying to sell stay the course, and that's not what anybody wants to hear right now. All right, we'll come back. When we do, uh, we will pick up the – by the way, seeing the Detroit Lions go past you? The oh, Detroit Lions. Come on, man. The Detroit Lions. Yes, exactly. Let that Golly. set in. They got to the NFC title game before you did. Yeah, that's that's rough. That took a while, man. We will come back when we Our do. Well, we didn't. Wasn't Dan Campbell on their coaching staff at one point with Bill Parcells, or was that somewhere? Else? I mean, I know Parcells had Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles on his coaching staff. I think it was in Dallas. You might be right. About I think that. it was in Dallas. He had a stack coaching uh, staff. We will come back, and uh, when we do, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain, very as they usually are these days. Very busy weekend on the forty acres. We now know what Dwayne Aquina is officially doing at Arizona. Also, the Longhorns looking to fill some holes on the defensive line. Rod looking at an Arizona Wildcat potentially in the portal and some. Uh, some signees through the recruiting trail. And Rodney Terry's Texas Hoop Squad picked up a huge win on Saturday, safe to say. It took him up with Ian Rodby. Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. All right, at the turn, we're halfway through our five-hour Monday conversation. Nine holes out, nine to go. No golf today, though, if you're looking outside. The rain continues to pour. It's going to be soggy, so uh, put the sticks away. Maybe get out to Golffinity or one of those places you can be indoors, Rod. Play oh, some yeah. golf. No doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to work on the swing or whatnot, but you're not doing it on the course. <laughs> not today. Uh, I just looked out the back door in the uh, 10th hole here on, at Onion Creek. So we, we back up to the 10th, uh, 10 north, and um, so it's a lake. Puddles out. Puddles. Yeah, big everywhere. time puddles. Yeah, <laughs> you're not playing golf today. They were playing golf over the weekend out of Palm Springs, California. We've talked a lot this morning about the uh, college sophomore at Alabama, Nick Dunlap. Dunlap, who became the first amateur. Amateur, Rod. He's just a kid, college kid, showing up to drink yet. He said, uh, you know, after he was the 54-hole leader of this event, he met with with uh, the, the Golf Channel guy, like Brandel Shambly and the guys, and he was asked about how, how are you handling this. He says, man, I, I show up. Because remember, I told you they play three different courses this mm-hmm. in this tournament. They play one course on Thursday, different course Friday, different course Saturday, and then they finish on the, on the stadium course. So they play one of those courses twice. And he said, man, I, I show up. I don't even know where to go register. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to follow people around. <laughs> I've never done I don't know what I'm, Yeah, exactly. Well, why, why would he know? Why would he know? <laughs> and so he's – and for, for, to, through all that, mm. to show up and, – and we talked last week in, in at the turn how stacked the field was. I think you had t- 10 of the top 20 players in the world playing and teeing it up, including Scotty Scheffler and um, his, his Alabama buddy uh, Justin Thomas. And, mm. I mean, and they – I mean – 
29 under won this thing. They did not like anybody played bad. I mean, they yeah. were tearing this course apart. He wins it at 29 under, had to make a big par putt. So good for Nick Dunlap. Awesome story. He wins the American Express. First, first amateur since Phil Mickelson in 1991. The youngest amateur since 1910. And only the third wow. amateur to do it since the 50s. Mm. So He won't be an amateur for long. He will turn pro. Yeah, that ain't. Yeah, and he's already accomplished. On we mentioned, I mean, he's he's in the Tiger Woods conversation because he's the, he and Tiger Woods are the only two golfers to win the U.S. Junior Amateur and the U.S. Amateur. And mm. now he's still in golf. Now he's going to be a pro. He's so a very he, fire. Yeah, right he's a unicorn without a doubt. Ten. That is uh, it's next level. Speaking of Tiger Woods, by the way, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods. We told yo. you, you know, when the surprising news came that after almost thirty years with Nike, the two were splitting. That Tiger Woods would no longer be a Nike ambassador. And Nike, you know, both put out real nice statements. We thought, okay, where's he going? He's not done golfing. He's not done selling apparel or clubs or whatnot. But here it is. Uh, the answer to the question may be tailor-made. Tailor-made, of course, who have apparel but also clubs and balls. Oh, okay. Tailor-made. Hmm. Because uh, according to this report right here, the tailor-made, who's made uh, equipment since 2017, um, it's been brought to the public's attention that the manufacturer filed multiple trademarks for Sunday Red, a brand called Sunday Red. And there's a logo that they've signed for that kind of looks like a, a cryptic tiger. And it's, it's surprising to me that, that, that they're not moving forward with just the TW brand. Like yeah, the TW, so. which Tiger has yeah. used, maybe they will. But there's even a new brand that's kind of a cool-looking outline of a tiger that's going to be probably the brand of Sunday Red. Yeah, I wonder if Tiger didn't, apparel. Own, and didn't own the TW brand. Like the, I think he still does. The symbol of it, I wonder. I if guess Taylor made one of their own, I yeah. guess. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Sunday Red is the name. And, of course, Tiger always famous for wearing the Sunday Red, Red on Sundays, because it's, you know, okay, blood. Okay. Time to win. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like, it seems like the X move to me. Like Elon Musk, like, ditching Twitter for X. And it's like, why ditch all of the, the name recognition and why ditch all the, the credibility that you've earned Right, the market credibility you've earned by going X, and I guess in ten, fifteen years, I guess people will call it X. But right now, people still call it Twitter. And I don't the same thing with the TW American. brand. Like if you know what it means when you see TW, if he if he owns it, rather than him going with what did you say, Sunday Red, Sunday it? Red, and it's like people are like, what, what the hell, is Sunday Red? What, what what is that? What is that? When you know, when you see TW, you go, oh, that's Tiger Woods' brand. You think it's it's you know it's discreet and yet still recognizable. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's an interesting, interesting development. We knew yeah. he was going somewhere, and we tried to, like, where, where's it going to be? It's, it looks like TaylorMade hmm. would be the spot. Okay. All right, let's uh, – that's at the turn. Of course, congratulations to Nick Dunlap. Brought to you by our friends at Callahan's General Store, uh, locally owned, family operated since 1978, right there at 501 Bastrop Highway. Get over and see them at Callahan's General Store. They bring you at the turn every morning here on Hook Up with Ian Rodby. At the Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. ...themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, uh, there are several headlines that I want to hit uh, when we go behind the burnt orange curtain here. Uh, we didn't talk any of the recruiting nuggets, but it was a big recruiting weekend um, for the Longhorns uh, this weekend. Um, and they ended up getting a commitment for the 2025 class, a defensive lineman, Lance Jackson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, he ends up being uh, their uh, 20, 2025 game with the number nine defensive lineman in the country. Um, and over the uh, course of the weekend, the junior days, uh, he hosted a lot of different players. Um, he decided to commit to the Longhorns. We spoke to him yesterday, actually, on the On Texas Football live stream and asked him exactly, you know, why did you choose Texas? What was the reason? And he essentially said, it's PK. PK got such a great relationship with PK. Also a great relationship with Blake Gideon. Um, who I'm assuming was the, one of the lead recruiters, but he talked about PK and how, you know, PK and he have such a great relationship that they don't talk about football oftentimes when they talk, um, that it's a uh, very personal connection that they have. 
and that he's looking forward to coming here and playing for PK. That's why he wants to come here. And I think they, they have him, I believe, classified now as a buck in, as their buck in. So that's what they visualize for him coming in. But uh, he's, 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 he's great, I mean, in terms of a natural, raw pass rusher. I asked him about his pass rushing moves. He was like, I don't have any. I'm not joking. I asked him, I was like, what are your repertoire of pass rush moves? Because I was just watching him. He didn't seem like he had any, and he admitted. He was brutally honest. He said, I don't have any. I'm just bigger and stronger and faster. And that is, <laughs> that is, that's what he said. I'm not joking. That's really good news because you're going to teach him pass rush moves. In addition to the freakish athleticism that he's being recruited for, you're going to teach him a repertoire of pass rushing moves. And once he starts learning that and executing those and cultivating those pass rushing moves, he's going to be even better. And th- what it tells me, though, is that they're recruiting pass rush ability. Remember I told you you can't – some things you can't coach and you can't develop. you got to recruit those things you can't coach, you can't develop, can't coach coverage, can't coach pass rushing ability. I think it's a kind of a natural, innate trait – and he's one of those guys that can just kind of get after the passer naturally. Um, and like, even even though he's got no moves. I'm glad he was honest about that. Usually guys try to fake it. He's like, no, I'm just bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody else. Um, so he just says he loves the way PK coaches. So 6'5". Actually, he, he, told, he said he's 6'6". Six, six. He well, he's tight end too, doesn't he? Yeah, everybody keeps listening at 6'5". At he says he's about 6'6". Six, six. And 245? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, six, he's six a two-way 50. player in, in Texarkana. Yeah. And uh, he looks like a pretty good-looking tight end, too. So, just a really good athlete. Yeah. He's got that uncoachable size and length and explosiveness. And a good baseball player, too, Rod. Yeah, he said, actually, it's a great point you bring it up. He said his first love was baseball. Yep. He said his first love was baseball, and he ended up kind of settling into football because, I mean, thinks more of his body. Uh, and, and he lives in Texas. If Texas is hard for, to have a body like that and be an athlete like that and coaches not be nudging you toward football all the time. Um, he said his first love actually was baseball, and I believe he's, he's still playing baseball. Yeah. He's, he's actually still playing baseball, too. So he's a really good player and a great young man, too. But Very cool. On the On Texas Football Channel, be checking that out for great content, uh, talking to guys like that. And uh, yeah, his brother plays at Arkansas, correct? Yes, uh, Landon Jackson, I believe it's his brother's name, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Landon Jackson uh, is his brother's name. Yep, plays at Arkansas. Um, cool. And so, it, yeah, I mean, he's like I said, I think this is a type of guys they're going to start recruiting guys who can just naturally rush the passer. We'll teach him everything else. Teach him some pass rush moves. We'll teach him about taking on blocks to the right shoulder. We'll teach him about leverage. We can add weight, nutritionist, strength and conditioning. There are certain traits you've got to start you know, recruiting naturally, and he's one of those guys, I think. So good for him and good for Texas. I think that's a nice pickup by them. All right, uh, other news. We were waiting on news about Coach Aquina. At least now we know why he's not going to be an analyst at Texas because he was uh, being patient. Patience is a virtue, and it uh, does pay off for Coach Aquina. Uh, he is now uh, has been announced over the weekend, I should say. He's now the defensive coordinator for Arizona. So Brent Brennan, the new head coach there who was from San Jose State, has decided to name uh, uh, Coach Aquina as their new defensive coordinator. So congrats to him. That means he won't be the defensive analyst for Texas. Uh, that would have been, I mean, that would have been a hell of a, <laughs> that would have been a hell of a get if Texas would have been able to get a guy of his ilk. And they've got some great ones, right? You had Gary Patterson, special assistant to the head coach. Paul Christ is coming back as a special assistant to the head coach. I do think that um, William Gay, who they're bringing in as a defensive analyst, I guess once they got the Coach Aquino news. They moved quickly. Uh, William Gay is a longtime NFL player, 12 years in the league total, 10 of those years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, two different stints with the Steelers. He was, he was drafted originally by the Steelers, um, played his first contract with the Steelers, and then left to go to Arizona for one year, came back with the Steelers. And then the Steelers, after he was done playing, they brought him back again as a coaching intern. Um, and that's Mike. I think Mike Tomlin the entire time. So Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Mike Tomlin was my DB coach when I was with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So Mike Tomlin has a DB background, and he was known as being a defensive guru before he became a head coach. Dick LeBeau was his defensive coordinator. Uh, Dick LeBeau known for being one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of football. So he had time to siphon a lot of information from two great defensive minds. Uh, one Mike Tomlin, one Dick LeBeau, and they in the Steelers organization, which is a organization about straight class homie. Right, they you know, they traded away a Super Bowl MVP because it was like, man, that's guy shady. They got rid of Antonio Brown, early, even though he was an All Pro. Like, nah, man, we don't like the way this guy's conducting himself. They don't mess around, so you know he's gonna be he's gonna bring a nice culture with him too. He's he's aware of culture and how much it means. He won't be recruiting. He won't be an on field coach. As an as an analyst, though, he can be a 
advanced scouting analyst for you, or he can do a lot of self-scouting for you. I think you should put him in more of a self-scouting role right now. I would have him trying to come up with solutions and trying to come up with uh, options for you to solve some of the troublesome concepts. Uh, that you had uh, tried to defend last season, that you had trouble defending last season, I should say, which was, you know, bunch formations, inside breaking routes, your leverage was off a lot of the times, the deep ball, we saw that against Washington, deep ball, they had issues defending the deep ball, panic plans. That's what I would do if I was uh, Coach Sark. I'd put him on self-scouting with my DBs, trying to figure out ways to help those young DBs get a whole lot better. Makuba, adding talent is going to help, but also I think conceptually, schematically, they need some help, some solutions to some of those troublesome concepts that really they never solved all season long. They were all re- always rearing their ugly head. Yeah, and that's a nice one. 12 years in the NFL, and it does feel like Sark keeps wanting to plug into the National Football League, bring Chris Jackson, yep. um, you know, Tashard Choice with an NFL background before he got into college, Willie, William Gay also now in. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Rod Wright is the answer at defensive line coach. Um, yeah, still haven't heard it. I mean, if we're going to – Houston season ended yeah, on Saturday. We'll keep an anything. eye on that. Uh, I'd also say, Rod, the, uh, the, we were talking about defensive line depth as a concern for Texas. And, uh, you know, wh- I wonder if, if your new co-defensive coordinator has some ties back at Arizona. And what do you know? Tia Olaya Savea, Rod. Yep. Tia Olai. Yeah. Tia Olai Savea had an official visit over the weekend, 6'4", 305. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and he seemed like two years at Arizona was it at UCLA to start his career. He seemed enthusiastic. Longhorn fans thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion that he was just going to commit the way he was posting on social media. But uh, my friends over at On uh, Texas Football with my man C.J. Vogel and Bobby Burden, they said they have confirmed that no, he is not ready to commit. And I think a, re- a reason he may be hesitant is because they don't know who the D line coach is going to be. Now he could be different because he's got roots going back with Johnny Nansen. Right, you said Johnny Nansen recruited him. Yeah, at, and, at UCLA. And exactly, and it transferred over uh, and was with him in his time in Arizona as well. So it could be different. And maybe he's not hesitant because he's got such a great relationship with Johnny Nansen, who's the co-DC now. But I will throw out that I think it's going to be tough to bring in transfer portal additions on that D-line until you get a D-line coach. Yeah, they want to know who their position no. coach is. Yeah. Anybody would. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, obviously, if you're in on this player and you, you kind of know who you want or you think, feel like you know, you might want to – they might hear something today uh, on I that. I think so. If it's an NFL guy, if it's Rod Wright, you should hear something pretty soon here. Agreed. Because their, their season's over with. Yep. And um, you got back from Baltimore on Saturday. We'll see if something comes from that uh, situation. Good stuff right there, Rod. Behind the burnt orange curtain, we'll also talk more about Rodney Terry and hear from Rodney Terry after the big win, after uh, Tyrese Hunter went coast to coast. What a ball game, by the way. That I watched that game front to back. That was an awesome basketball it game. It was. That was a really good basketball game. It was a great game. Uh, high scoring in the first half. Both, you know, both teams shot the lights out in the first half. Uh, defense improved in the second half. Both teams were in the 40s in the first half, and both teams struggled to get to 30 in the second. Both teams tightened up on D and um, ended up with, you know, Baylor making a rainbow three to tie it. Kid Bridges nails the three. Uh, but without calling a timeout, Tyrese Hunter goes coast to coast. A great pass by Dylan DeSue, Rod, to hit nice. Tyrese Hunter in stride. So he was running full speed and was kind of a Tyus Edney old UCLA finish to lay that ball in and uh, beat the buzzer. Great play. Great win. Great win. Because you thought when he made that, you're thinking, oh, man, they may end up in overtime. That's not what you want against this Baylor team. And they end up getting the win. And that's the Tyrese Hunter they need the rest of the year out of 21-point Tyrese Hunter who was red hot mm-hmm. in the first half, played with energy. And that's the kind of defense they have to play, Rod. Yeah. The, the, the big keys for Texas in that. You got Dylan DeSue and Max Aceman doing normal things. Tyrese Hunter, Tyrese Hunter stepped up with 21. You only turned the ball over seven times. And you played better defense. They held Baylor to 38% in the second half after over 50 in the first half. Um, both teams were just red hot. That was an awesome basketball game. If that's more of the signs and things to come for Texas, uh, don't give up on this Texas team just yet because now they go to Oklahoma tomorrow night. Oklahoma's a top-20 team as well with Porter Mosier. But I will remind Texas fans, as I mentioned in the 6 o'clock hour, through his first um, – through this many games, Chris Beard's first year at Texas, he was 13-5. and five. Mm-hmm. And it, posted, it took him all the way to January to get a quad one win. Uh, with a brand new, essentially a brand new roster, learning to play together. Um, Roddy Terry, thirteen and five, uh, took till January twentieth to post a quad one win over Baylor. Mm. We'll see, because that team ended up a twenty-two win team, went twenty-two and twelve, made the tournament, and we know that the 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 guts of that team all came back for the following year, and they made a run to the final four, but almost to the final four. So we'll see. But yeah, Rodney Terry's got uh, got to keep keep that consistency. That's going to yep. be the key now, okay? Because you know a lot of times in coaching, Rod, you on the football, okay, we've now seen it. 
that's it. Guys, we played the kind of game we have to play. That second half is how we have to play. Yep. We're going to win games. Don't let it be a flash. Yes. Start putting it together. It's going to be tough in the Big 12, though. Yeah, it will. No I nights mean, off. You don't get any nights off. But at least you've, you've played. We hadn't seen Texas play to that level yet. At least they know they can do it. They know they can do it. It's possible. And, okay, that's the recipe, y'all. And you know what? You've got to find something there because Brock Cunningham didn't play much in the second half. Kendall Weaver played a bunch. Mm-hmm. The UT Arlington transfer, and he was making those hustle plays that were critical. Um, you know, Dylan DeSue. Was, was in foul trouble again, but they were the offense was kind of running through him. They're doing the two-man game with he and Max Acemas, and then Tyrese Hunter getting his buckets off of that. So, again, the recipe's there. Now Rodney Terry's got to keep it growing. But okay. we, we, we'll come back in, uh, in the next hour, Rod, and, and play Rodney Terry's apology after the game. He did. He apologized to, uh, uh, I think, his peers and to Longhorn fans, I believe, it was directed towards. So. Yeah, for the controversy after the Central Florida game that uh, it was the first time we got to hear from Rodney since that Tuesday He's night loss. a classic loss. guy. Yeah, we'll hear from Rodney coming up. We'll also go off the record coming up, Rod. Some stories you've probably missed from a busy weekend but need to hear. They'll be talked about today, I promise you. Hook them up with Ian Robby. Off the record on Hook Em Up with Ian Robby is brought to you by Viking Fence. When you think fences, think Viking Fence. D.D. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get to break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Oh, it's off the record time. Never sucks, but uh, uh, did Jim Nance really have to go wide right for Bills fans? Wide yeah, right from was, uh, Scott Norwood fame of the Super Bowl. It's a low blow. It's a low blow. He knew, he knew what he was doing. He's a broadcasting a Hall blow. of Fame legend. It's a low blow, man. Come on. Wide like right. Wide right, Tyler Bass. Mm. Yeah, that was tough. Meanwhile, uh, Patrick Mahomes was having to be pelted with snowballs as he was trying to leave the field snowballs to the head and uh thanks to travis kelsey's brother jason for upstaging taylor swift and taking all the headlines for his oh, shirtless i saw that craziness in the yeah. booth he's pretty a man, cool he's a man of the people he's going out and taking pictures with people yeah so so jason Hanging kelsey out. was there to root on the chiefs and his brother but he was in the parking lot as a good offensive lineman will do uh, tailgating, tailgating, taking shots out of bowling balls. I mean, he was—he is plastered. He had to be. He Ty, was, have you ever tell you? You're, Ty, Ty has told us before. He has a couple of bowling balls. He's a bowler. Uh, I went bowling last night. Of a, you did. What you, you what you roll? Uh, rolled like a one forty, nice. and then a, 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 a much worse score than that before. Mm. My warm up game was not very good, but it was the first did time me and my girlfriend it? had gone together, and I brought my bag with my bowling balls, talking a big game, and she was. Not impressed with my with my skills. I'll just say that. You have, you have your own bowling ball. You are serious about three. I have three. Damn. They have three. names too, Rod. Wow. Not what are yet. the names of your balls? Not yet. They were my grandpa. Like I've told y'all before. My my family's really in the bowling. Right? Uh, yeah. No, he got kicked out of Oklahoma State, but he was on a bowling scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, what, yeah, I remember that. Apple doesn't fall. So he he died a few years ago. So I got I got all of his balls when he uh, uh when he passed away. Nice. Nice. Um, but so, have you ever taken a shot out of one? No, I haven't. But that's a that sounds like probably worse than taking a shot out of your shoe, considering how yeah, how gross. gross bowling balls typically are. Oh, disgusting. I don't know what was in the shot, but yeah, J, J, there's video of Jason Kelsey surely, you know, with the Bills Mafia taking a shot, and then of course yeah. now he's a little fueled up, and he's up in the suite with his shirt off, shirt off, shirt off, jumping in and out of the suite. Yeah, pretty athletic. You can see us, three hundred and twenty pounder, jumping up and down, and you know, Man. just kind of popped like a hopped right back up into that suite. Mm-hmm. I'm just Take happy he took some of the shine away from Taylor Swift. There's, 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 more, there, there's more people talking about him and his antics, which I, I I'm not the biggest fan of his either. But at least he's a football guy and knows knows what he's talking about for the most part. And I did. Well, and now Taylor <laughs> Swift will be on display in Baltimore this weekend because the Chiefs did win that game. And uh, they're going to the FC Championship game for the sixth consecutive year. Hey, I told you all to get get your Chiefs Super Bowl bets in. Well, they were still like plus 800 last week and probably they gone did. down a lot since then. I don't think they're beating Baltimore. I don't either. I, think they, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they have the horses to beat Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's got the horsepower, man. They're best scoring defense in the league, so they don't give up a lot. And that, that offense in Kansas City still scuffles at times. And remember, part of why the Chiefs won this game 
is the the injury issue with Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo was down like they had like one linebacker healthy in this game, yeah, kind of like the Cowboys did. And so, who's your primary coverage on Travis Kelsey? You're right. Your tight ends, and you know he scored two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. the The Bills, the Ravens will do a better job on Travis Kelsey. Hey, the Chiefs yeah. lost Kyle, two starters on defense and during that game too. Oh, I know. I'm just talking about the Ravens. though. the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton, and then Roquan. Patrick Mahomes versus. Lamar Jackson. How many playoff wins does Lamar Jackson have? One, two, two, two now. I know. Usually, I would take. I uh, usually I would take Mahomes. Cause I think Mahomes is a better better quarterback overall, and I would take the better head coach. Um, but I don't know if that is this. I don't know in this situation if that advantage is that much of a glaring factor. Considering I think the roster of the Ravens is much better, and they got an MVP. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes, but he is the best quarterback this season. And John Harbaugh. Honestly, John Harbaugh and Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is a better coach, but John Harbaugh is not far behind him. Well, and I think you can I, argue John Harbaugh is better if you want to. Well, and obviously, I mean Patrick Mahomes' record. He's thirteen and three in the playoffs. His record speaks for itself. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson is now two and three, and having watched this game and watched Lamar Jackson all year, this is the right offense for him. I mean, he was playing an offense where he had no weapons. In previous, uh, you know, he had to carry the team. He won MVP though, run that offense. That's I know he did, and he was I know an he unanimous did. MVP. So I don't know if it was the he can. The thing is, he can play in any of them. He he yep. can play. In, that's why nobody contacting him about trading was stupid because he can play in any offense, guys. Well, and he but he's thriving <laughs> in this offense because the weapons force you to, to have Zay Flowers out there and Odell Beckham Jr. and they'll get they may get Mark Andrews back because he almost played in this game. That'd be scary. And if Mark Andrews comes back, well, you have to account for him, Ron. Now, there were, there were times with, with Baltimore when they get in the playoffs where you just had to account for Mark Andrews and you feel pretty good about everywhere else, kind of like the Chiefs have right now. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got a really good weapons uh, on the outside, so you have to account for it, which leaves the running lanes for, for him when, you, when, when it's the final option. He'll take off and run, right? And um, boy, they had that fourth down play where he went out around the end. I don't know how you stop that with all the, the – uh, they're just really good everywhere. Really Period. good everywhere. Yeah. And they, they allow the fewest points in the league and – they score in 30s most times. Uh, I like the Bravens in that game. I do too. I'm with you. No right. doubt. Rod, we'll get some more off the records coming up because there's some yes, good sir. stories out there, including what is our national day today. It's pouring down rain here, by the way. National Hot Sauce Day. You a hot sauce fan? Tabasco? That uh, kind of thing? Yeah, of course, man. I like it a little spicy. Okay. I like the things a little spicy, man. Put Ty, it on lots of stuff. Ty, are you a Tabasco guy? I love hot sauce. If we're talking Tabasco, I'm more of a uh, the, the jalapeno, the green one for Tabasco. Ooh. A little Cholula. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call that? Cholula is good always, too. All right, so National Hot Sauce Day. We'll come back with uh, more off the record. Rod's got another rant coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. We're rolling on. Now talking about the Final Four in the NFL Championship Sunday. Coaching carousels, Longhorn News, and more on Hook'em Up with Ian Rod Big.